Okay, it started recording. Um, so we're waiting for Ed to get his uh, technical stuff together. We have Zip Zipfell in the Boston area. Zip, say hello. Good evening. And we have Spike O'Neill from Seattle, Washington. Spike, say hello. Greetings and salutations. And from somewhere along the Appalachian Trail, I believe in the wilds of Virginia, Tammy Assars is talking to us with two bars of cell coverage from the Appalachian Trail. Tammy, hi. Hi. Hello. You're pretty energetic. Did you only do 50 miles today? <laughs> Closer to 29. 29. <laughs> but miles. it was uh, it was it's these Virginia mountains are tough. We had uh, boy, it was over 7,000 feet of elevation gain and loss today. So I'm exhausted. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, so beautiful. A hard 29 miles in, uh, in, in, in now Virginia, I think of as being pretty civilized, but you said you're in a uh, you're pretty uh, remote where you are in northern Virginia, I assume, right? Uh, yeah, almost, almost halfway through. Actually, in uh, in a couple days, we will be halfway through the state of Virginia. So that's kind of exciting because a quarter of the trail's miles actually live in Virginia. Um, this is more Appalachiany, if that's a word, says the West Coast girl, uh, than anywhere I've seen yet. Hmm. This is to me. Like, I'm enjoying the heck out of it, even though it's hard. Um, the It's very magical here. The trees are changing. Even as I'm sitting here talking to you, I just feel like I'm, like, directly planted from a Disney movie. I'm sitting at this rock overlook. It's called Black Rock Overlook. And I'm looking out on the Blue Ridge Mountains, which are just in these beautiful lines, kind of, you know, mountain lines. But it's mm -hmm. dark. Except that there's a big old bright full moon shining on the mountains so I can see them in the oh, distance. Yeah. And the Big Dipper's over my head. And I just, as I was sitting here waiting for the technical part of the recording, <laughs> saw the sun completely, the colors in the horizon just completely go into. I watched night basically come from daytime it was amazing like they just passed the torch so this is surreal and there's an owl hooting i don't know if you can hear this but i'm no. not even kidding <laughs> when i say this is like a disney movie all right hold That's up your phone moment. i want to hear the owl really cool. okay hold on of course he stopped now <laughs> i don't know if it's a great horned or a bard yes. but he um when you first hear him it almost sounds like kids playing it's a weird sound it's loud kind of like at the very top is very mm. um kind of high pitched and then they kind of have a trill but uh yeah i was hoping i was actually hoping you guys could hear that because it was really cool it's pretty close behind me i may have scared him all right uh spike can you do it's, 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 an owl sound effect for for Tammy? well um yeah. i can do the uh I, I can do the northern new jersey forget about it forget about it <laughs> and then there's the uh the maryland owls what the fuck what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good. Um, oh, yeah. Al, uh, the Virginia Alice, I believe, is how many daughter? How many daughter? <laughs> yeah, and and the uh, the uh, you're looking for a Loretta Linesque is the uh, Appalachian vernacular looking for yeah. Loretta, yeah. Loretta Linesque. 
Now, Tammy, you said you were surprised how rural it was, and you so far haven't heard any banjo music, but if you do, you're going to run. I'm, I'm running. I'm running if I could. No kidding. This is so tucked back here and hidden in these Appalachian Mountains. It's, it's, um, it's just spectacular. The colors, the trail tread is great. Um, I feel... I feel like it, tr- it truly feels like wilderness in other parts, like going through New York and New Jersey and all that. It was beautiful, but it was, you could hear train sounds and you could hear, it was like they tried to, you know, put it on public land wherever they could. Um, but here, and I guess I'm a little spoiled just, you know, coming from Washington where we have quite a bit of public land, but here is like, this is, this is the real McCoy. I mean, yeah. you're tucked back in these tight, beautiful blue mountains and, Oh, gosh, it's pretty. Now, I didn't think Virginia was such a big state, but you said it's like a quarter of the miles of the trail. So the Virginia is maybe bigger than we realize. Yeah, I don't know if it's actually just that the trail runs uh, the complete length of north to south in the state. And in some other states, it crosses, you know, just a little corner of it. I think that's probably more of what it is, but... Um, but yeah, they, they, they did a beautiful job in this state of this trail. And this is such an old trail. I suspect some of these Southern states were, were, you know, placed here first. I'm guessing. Tammy, has anyone ever told you that you are the definitive tour guide for the planet earth? (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to me who makes profane stereotypical racist jokes. It's just beautiful. The way you you talk about the Blue Ridge. I'm tucking that feather tightly in the cap here. Almost heaven comes to mind when you talk about the Blue Ridge. Yeah, seriously. I know. It's right. it's just, I wish, I wish I could transport all your listeners, who, by the way, have been so kind to me on social media and supportive. I wish I could transport them right to where I'm sitting in this very moment because yes. it, it, it feels surreal. The, the moon is shining on my shoes. I can see the detail. I have no headlamp on. I have no phone light. There's nothing, oh. and I can just see. I'm sitting in this overlook over this beautiful valley. There's a sky full of stars. Like it's just insane. I feel so blessed right now. And then talking to you guys and sharing this moment's really cool too. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the New Jersey. Say, Tammy, are, are you? Yeah. Are you still? Are you are you are you still in like Shenandoah National Park area, or are you further south than that? Um, yeah, so we, yep, so we passed through Shenandoah National Park, which also was beautiful. I don't know if you guys have visited there, but highly recommended. If I, I not, actually put have it on yeah. the bucket list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was a, really spectacular. Well, it, 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 hey, folks, I it, think as as yeah. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I think Ed Kelly has just joined us. I want to make sure his microphone is working. Ed, are you there? I don't know. I feel like Horton hears a who. You're perfect now. Great job. All right. Uh, Ed's all connected. You've been listening in, right? I have. I've been trying to hoot, but nothing's been going through. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So everybody's here. Anybody else with a question for uh, Tammy? By the way, if you want to follow her, a listener uh, asked this, uh, and I emailed, uh, TammyAsars.com. Will get you the links to her Instagram and places where she posts the photos. And the way you spell her name is T A M I for Tammy, A S A R S. So T M T A M I A S A R S. We should make a, a song uh, to that and make it easier to remember. But Tammy, A S A R S, Tammy, A S A R S. 
Yes. And the pictures are, of course, stunning, almost as beautiful as her description. Oh, yeah, it's it's hard not to be uh, descriptive out here. I mean, you re- it's really poetic walking through these areas. And don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean it's not hard. And there's moments where you're just like, ah, how much longer? <laughs> but right. at the same time, it's an opportunity Three, of two, lifetime. One. So. Oh. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. That's where you are. Yep, I have played that song on my playlist a couple times already in this journey. (laughs) And and Bob was was perfect soundtrack. Bob was worried about the locals, but Tammy, I'm not sure you're their cup of tea. Now, if Ed was there, he might be in more danger. (laughs) But I think I think you're safe. Uh, oh yeah you know it's you hardly see any people it's crazy i i mean it's such a strange experience because all the northbounders on this trail that are through that we're through hiking we haven't seen any you know since new jersey and then just hiking south you everybody's going the same direction when i say everybody so in harper's ferry there's the appalachian trail conservancy headquarters is there and when you get there, you go check in, and they, if you're a through hiker, they take your picture and they tell you what number you are for the season. Wow. And I was number 90, 97. No, 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 wait a minute. So, Out of all the hikers going southbound, you're number yeah. 97. For through hikers. For yeah. through hikers. Yeah. Because so, yeah. I, th- I, I was really curious about this. I was just about to ask you about it anyway. Um, how competitive, like, I know you're all are on the trail. You're all super friendly to each other and helpful and give each other information and news. What sort of competitive, I'm, you're a competitive person. I mean, you, you just whip out 29 miles on an average day. How competitive do you feel about maybe being in the first few women to get to the South, uh, to get to the end of the trail? Does that, does that cross your mind? Uh, not Really? I mean, it's cool. I, I'm happy to have that title, but that that's not the reason I do it. Right? There's a there's this beautiful fulfillment of joy and happiness just being out here. So for me, that's what it is, truly. Yeah. Um, I like I like the idea of blood, sweat, and tears a little bit, and I don't know exactly where that falls in the category of character, but I like when being I challenged. When I'm gone, <laughs> everyone you know, I mean, you know. this world will carry on. I do. I'm sorry, sorry to When you think Jeez. about... when you think about one's lifetime and things that you have a chance to do having the opportunity to do this period no matter what number you are is really really neat you know so i'm just grateful for that and and as you see other people though uh, all right so i am competitive although i don't admit it and i I mostly accuse other people of being competitive (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but but like for example i wouldn't talk about it if it were me but i would notice when i passed people and i would take some joy in you know if i'm my dust yeah if i'm number 91 now could i be number 60 and if i saw like another couple of hikers that were having trouble with blisters and stuff i'd give them some blister Aww. stuff i'd share it with them and then i'd i'd encourage them to rest and not to try to push themselves too hard I mean, I've pushed a couple women off cliffs, yeah, you know, okay. along the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I don't, I don't want to seem like I'm, 
you know, an embrace, but at the same time, it's like yeah. they needed, yeah, they, they needed to see embrace. what was below there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You'll, you'll cut a bitch they on the trail, less sure. Be. <laughs> no, she won't. She's the sweetest. <laughs> but, uh, Zip, are you still there? I am here. I was yeah. just curious if she got uh, waylaid by any of that bad weather that went up the coast. Oh, gosh, yes. A couple of weeks. Yep. Um, Hurricane Ian was awful. Um, we got into the outer bands, of course, the devastation down in Florida and all that was terrible. Um, and then it just moved its way up here. And by the time it got up to uh, Virginia, um, it was high winds. They were saying 50 mile an hour at times sustained winds all the way through the mountains and then um, flash flooding and landslide potential. So we got to uh, Waynesboro, which is a little town outside of Shenandoah National Park, and hunkered down for two days. And then on the third day oh, of watching okay. really bad TV, I was ready to go. <laughs> I was like, I cannot handle sitting here one more minute. And so uh, the active, yeah. Did you weather, do any looting while you were there? <laughs> <laughs> Just curious. <laughs> No, I didn't. Okay. It was tempting, but... Um, Such but an yeah, opportunity. So it really was. There was a Walmart right next door. I had my pick of TVs. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, no, it was, it was bad. So, but I ended up going out on the last day of the storm and was just determined. And it was very, very wet and very miserable. And all the Gore-Tex I had on me from head to toe just wetted out. There was no, I mean, it was so wet mm. and, and terrible, but, but it was fine. You know, this is all part of the experience and, um, and things dry and, mm. you know, and there was no danger at that point. So it was mostly just an inconvenience. Mm. All right. I'd like to mention something now uh, as we wrap up this segment with Tammy, how wonderful it is to hear from her on the Appalachian Trail doing, well, the Triple Crown, the feat of the Pacific Crest, the Continental Divide, and now the Appalachian Trail. And, you know, she only did 29 miles today, which most of us didn't drive that far. Um, <laughs> nope, not uh, even. No, it is so encouraging. And I also want to point out something, uh, maybe, uh, and I'm not a doctor, but I will say this. Uh, whatever antidepressants you're on, uh, Zip, <laughs> myself, Ed, Spike, um, clearly hiking kicks all their asses as far as yeah. making you happy. Because you, you just sound so happy, Tammy. Oh, good. good. Yeah, I think it's a, a little trail brain and maybe some elevation going on. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the cocktail. Some right. elevation. Like All right, that. Tammy. It's been, so you've been mushroom hunting too, Bob. So <laughs> yeah. You never know. <laughs> and and uh, you're still a sort of on track for around Thanksgiving, right? For the finish. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll be a week before that. I have about 765 miles left, which equals roughly I don't know. 40-something, 30-something, 40 days, somewhere so in there. How so. many miles left? 765. Only 765. By the way, Lisa wants wow. to say hi. Hang on a second, Lisa. Go ahead. Say hi okay. to Tammy. Hey. Hey. <laughs> we're going to we're going to fly in and do the last 10 miles with you, okay? <laughs> oh my god. Gosh, I can't wait to see you at the end. Yeah, likewise. Take oh, care. All right. Here's Bob. Show me the skinny chick with the <laughs> sore feet, Lisa. You can't <laughs> make her. 
Well, Tammy, if she, let's... If she, if she seriously walks in the last 10, I expect a pizza. A pizza, and yeah. Possibly, <laughs> and, um, and a massage therapist complete with a table. All right, yes. <laughs> At a road crossing, that would be perfect. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. All right, Tammy, um, Godspeed, be well, and you, you make us all feel the joy of what you're going through without having to actually break a sweat. We appreciate that. Oh, good. Take care. Right. Thanks, guys. Good night. Let's hear it for Tammy, everybody. Yeah, well, can you believe that woman? What what guts, what fortitude. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's talk about the NFL and concussions. Um, This is a big story of the week. We're old white guys. Uh, Famed neuropathologist Bennett Omalu, the inspiration for the Will Smith concussion movie, says that, how do you say his last name? Tua? Uh, Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. So what? this kid, this kid burst on the scene with uh, with Alabama. He came in late to a game at ba- a big a national championship, if I'm not mistaken. That Bama was behind and led them to victory. Had a short, uh, stellar uh, college career and went right to the pros, right. where he's become a quick star. I think it was two weeks ago he was thrown to the turf and taken out of the game with a uh, with a head injury. But rather than go through the league's uh, concussion protocol, uh, which is required for players. Uh. He was put right back in the same game and right. finished the game. Then a week later, he was thrown to the ground so hard he was carted off on a stretcher. And how now the he, doctor. Does anybody know how he is today? They're talking that he may play again this next week. Ugh. Yeah, they and t- it's, they it, picked him up and turned him upside down and slammed him to the turf for crying out loud uh, on his head. Did he get a helicopter ride like Zip did? Um, <laughs> no, his had his had champagne and, and uh, really attractive uh. nurses. Right. Um, he, he did get taken to the hospital immediately, you know, and that's the one thing about the NFL is that they have, they do have like the greatest medical facilities, most times in stadium, they can do x-rays like in the locker room, hmm. you know, there are of course times when players are taken to the nearest available hospital, but every NFL stadium has emergency procedures to take guys directly to by way of ambulance to like the nearest trauma centers. Um, and, and, you know, there's there's players who played 15, 20, 30 years ago who are there just now coming to real uh, the, the, the newest revelations about long term brain injuries to everybody who played, not just the guys who got slammed to the turf, but everybody who played has shown some level of long term brain injury. Yeah, man. And the uh, league's who, finally putting something together to help care for those guys, give them medical care after their careers. Okay, so we should do both then. Should we, like, do everything we can to keep them healthy and to really make it – I mean, shouldn't we switch to touch tag football at this point? Shouldn't no. we just <laughs> – No. It's a gladiator sport, it's is a gla- it not? Yes. Isn't, Zip, isn't injury part of it that we have to accept there's going to be some? Here, here's my question. Uh, what, at what point is the difference between a high five on an awesome hit and the entire arena falling silent when they cart the guy off? You know what I mean? If he plays for you, it's a card, you know, then it's a silent moment. If he sweeps to the other team, everybody high fives. I think that's how there it works. There is some of that, yeah. Like, yeah, I, there I, really I, is. I, 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 I got to admit, as a gladiator sport, when I see the opposing team's player carted off, I go... Okay, how does this affect us strategically? Affect well, us, yeah. yeah, of course it helps. <laughs> yeah. What's I the feel, spread now? I feel yeah. really bad for his family. Quick, our father, a uh, c- couple of genuflect and sign of the cross. Now let's move on. And there and there have been <laughs> numerous Devil's examples. Advocate, that's what they yeah. signed up yeah, for. That's right. And there have well, been numerous examples that. of coaches who 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 coach their players to injure other players. 
there mm-hmm. there are numerous there are numerous examples of tacklers who take a guy and when they wrap him up on the legs they roll over like an alligator would oh. and guys it twists a guy's ankle or twists a guy's oh. knee to get him out career of the game. Ending. I mean it's but it's, it's career yeah. ending half the It time. is. And and I'll say this about the NFL they they are aware more so than ever about the necessity for greater safety. They're constantly using every scientific um, tool available to create safer helmets. I mean, the guys that. You know, Whoops. Did we lose everybody? We lost this is the foam inside. Oh, you're back. Keep going. The guys. Go ahead. Say again. To like crash test dummies. Mm. I mean, they are they are trying to make it as safe as possible. But but also keep in mind, players are every year. Oops monster 20 years ago yeah Yeah. and they're the average guy they're all just so huge so strong so fast Mm. uh zip and ed did did that cut out for you too yes it did yes uh, yeah so we had a uh, are you guys still there we're all here we're all here okay yeah it's just spike that cut out i know i I cut out sorry yeah that's all right we were actually could use a break you were getting a little long-winded no i'm kidding sorry okay (laughs) all right well on on that note guys it's almost six and i really do have to go do a radio you got to go to work yeah we're gonna miss you ladies and gentlemen spike o'neill i I appreciate you guys uh, you know accommodating me getting this thing hooked up here at work it's hopefully we'll we'll find a a fine-tuned system that we can do every week so it's first time it's going to be great by the way i want to switch to video next week yeah. Next week. Yeah, I want to record it in. I want to record it in Zoom, and um, everybody's going video with their podcasts. Yes. And it's getting to the point where you know, I mean, I realize uh, we're not eye candy as much as we used. We to do be. bring less to the table visually than any other podcast. <laughs> I'd like right. to make that clear going in. <laughs> Let's see, sit on my knee. But my, my son Andrew pointed out that um, since everybody's doing it now and, you know, they're all using kind of Zoom as the standard. It's a prerequisite. Yeah. And, and, and even Spotify and Apple will put, post the video podcast. Plus, there is the chance that we can start some hand signals to each other and right. maybe the conversation will be smoother. So okay, we can only hope. Spike, <laughs> Guys, be well. Yeah. It was great seeing you at the Allen White Tribute. Oh, absolutely. I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to talk about that. So, right. yeah, you can, please. It was it was a, a wonderful, wonderful night. All right. Cheers, my friend. Be well. Later, guys. See you, man. Have a good show. Thanks. All right. We're back. It's just the three of us. Just the three so of us. So let's talk about the Ellen White thing. How'd it go? Oh, um, well, by way of introduction for anybody who doesn't know, um, Alan White, the drummer for Yes!, for nearly 50 years, passed away uh, shortly after I had my surgery in May. And um, there was always discussion that there was going to be a celebration of life for fans and the public. What ended up happening was bigger, I think, than any of us imagined. Alan's incredible wife, Gigi, uh, invited members of Yes and lots of close personal friends of Alan to come to Seattle. The Seattle Theater Group, I believe, donated, if not all, most of what it takes to do this show at the Paramount Theater, which is a a pretty good-sized theater. We didn't fill it, but we had a really good crowd. And uh, I think it's like somewhere around 3,000 people that thing holds. And it was a more than three-and-a-half-hour 
concert and tribute discussions, a um, lot of love featuring Yes, every single Yes member in the current touring band except for Steve Howe was there. And Steve uh, telecommuted in wow. via Zoom and played a number. Um, Bill Bruford, the drummer that Alan White replaced yeah, in replaced. Yes, uh, he telecommuted in via Zoom. Rick Wakeman did an entire performance recorded in a cathedral on this massive grand piano of his instrumental piano version of And You and I to talk about him and Alan. It was uh, uh, Yoko Ono supplied never-before-seen video footage of Alan recording Imagine with John and Yoko. Ooh, wow. And, um, yeah, and I mean, so it was a ton of pressure for me because I was basically going to MC, mm -hmm. which I was really honored to do, and, and the fact that Gigi asked me was like, just blew me over. Uh, but I also was like, you know, nervous because... High-profile people, boy. I don't, yeah, I don't usually stand out there alone. I usually have a bunch of people to hide behind, like you guys. <laughs> I've noticed. Yes. Yeah. All and pictures. also to, to, to laugh when I set you up and, you know, yes. and all that. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, audience yeah. was very nice. And there was one particular uh, story that I told about um, Alan and Gigi when they were dating, which I will retell on the podcast. If you were at the show, you heard it. Um, and I, I heard it secondhand. It was, it's not, there's so many great stories about Alan that have circulated over the years. It's almost like a greatest hits of things. Mm -hmm. For example, when uh, John Lennon called to ask Alan White to be in the Plastic Ono band, where they would eventually record Imagine, Instant Karma, and, and lots of other tracks on that album... Alan thought it was Ed Kelly playing a prank phone call. <laughs> <laughs> this Which is illegal now. This is truth. This is truth, by the way. He, he, the, when John Lennon called him, he was like, eh, you know, this, I know who this is. You're not really John Lennon. And he no. hung up the phone. He slammed it down. <laughs> it's, oh God, it's a great story. And, and John, of course, called back and said, no, it's really me. And, uh, and the rest is, is history. Um, this other story is that uh, Gigi, uh, when she and, and by the way, when she, I asked Gigi, like when you met Alan, was it love at first sight? And she says, well, for him it was, <laughs> which is awesome. And so he was courting her and he was dating her and, um, you know, she knew uh, that he was in a band. It wasn't like she was like a yes groupie or anything. She, she knew he was in a band called Yes and she kind of liked the song Roundabout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And so the two of them were, um, were driving into London. And this is, uh, it was the year that John Lennon was shot. Yeah, 83 uh, or 4? Uh, no, 2. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. No, 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 no. It was, it was uh, what, what year was it? It was in the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. so long yeah. ago. It was 1980, I thought. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe not. No, I think that's about right. Um, and anyway, they're driving in to London and Imagine comes on the radio and Gigi started tearing up. 
and uh, crying a little bit. And, uh, and Alan said, what's the matter? Why are you crying? She said, it's one of the most beautiful songs of all time. And it's so sad that we lost John. And Alan looked over at her and he said, you know, I played on that song. Which I said has to be the greatest pickup line in all of rock and roll history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, okay. and it gets a laugh because it's, it's true. Alan was really humble. Like, he didn't go around bragging about what he did. No. So, um, anyway, it was, uh, it was uh, really oh, it's so many touching stories and great performances. We're actually sifting through it now. And who knows if it's possible um, and can be all worked out. There might end up being a show or an album or something, you know, to commemorate it as a souvenir. Hmm. The whole thing raised money for a group called Why Hunger, which is one of their favorite charities that doesn't believe that anybody should go hungry. Boy, howdy to that, amen. Even people in Detroit is now, their slogan, by the well, way. Listen, at times there are kids that just go to bed with empty bellies. Uh, right. They're doing a lot better now, uh, yeah. but it's still a problem. By the way, I made that up. It's Their slogan really isn't even people in Detroit. I no, was, I know that. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> it's a little too close to home. That's all. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway, so that was great. Thanks for nice, asking about nice, it. Nice, nice. Okay. I've got the meme of the week. Um, oh, do tell. Yeah. Uh, this one I, I absolutely had to save. <laughs> um, pretend you don't get it. Okay. Be, things will go better for you if you don't get this okay. meme. Okay. Ready, guys? Mm -hmm. The meme says, sometimes understanding what a woman wants is very difficult. It's like trying to figure out what color the letter seven smells like. You don't get it. I don't get it. Do you get it? I don't. You don't get it. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Right. Uh, reminds me of being in "You're a Good Man," Charlie Brown. What's an enigma? Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Poof. All I know is I am still a bit exhausted from that weekend in Seattle, but it was really, really, really great. You guys were all beaming in the pictures. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, the pictures are the pictures do tell the story. Mm -hmm. uh, because everyone looks as happy as um, Tammy Asars sounded tonight. Right. Yeah, she really does light up the joint, huh? Holy mackerel. Hmm. She's, she's, she uh, it must be the rare air, <laughs> lack of oxygenation <laughs> or something. She really so. sounded yeah. very, very happy. Uh, uh, on uh, Ultimate Classic Rock today, there's a picture of a letter signed by John Lennon on the day of his assassination. December 8th, uh, 1980. Yeah. There it is. That's right. We confirmed that. Most likely one of the last items that John Lennon ever signed. It's, li it's a little morbid for me to think about buying that and go, having it. Go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. You want, you want to see morbid. More of that stuff? Well, his glasses, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. they're there? The yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it rocks you. Mm. And not in a good way. 
This letter is expected to fetch between $50,000 and $70,000. It was uh, sent by the late Beatle to his accountant, Barry Nichols. And the type letter... Is that a real name for an accountant, seriously? Yeah. Barry Nichols. Barry Nichols. <laughs> Think about it. That's, that just totally sounds like an embezzler, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> you know, if you're burying up nickels, they really add up. Yeah. If you can remember where you put them. Oh, sorry. So uh, in this letter, Lennon was appointing people as proxy voters to vote in the Apple Corps limited annual general meeting. And it was basically, you know giving them power of attorney to represent him uh, nine days later in London. Hmm. Just doing business. Yep. But he was on the comeback, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And well, they, they had the double fantasy thing in the can. It was huge. We yeah. were playing that heck out of it. There's another letter uh, from Lennon that went on auction earlier this year. It was sent to Paul McCartney. And in this letter, Lennon voices his frustration over Paul's claims that Lennon would not cooperate in ending the Beatles' business dealings. He said, we'd just sign the paper and hand it to the business people and let them sort it out. That's what Paul McCartney said, actually. But he said, John won't do it. Everybody thinks I'm the aggressor, but I'm not, you know. I just want out. <laughs> can you imagine wanting out of the Beatles? Yes, I can. Imagine, no no pun intended, but things, and you, you've been in, how many bands have you been in, Bob? I oh, mean, me? Um, yes. I've been in like a guest keyboard player. I mean, I, I yeah. was in the Heart spinoff for two and a half years, which is maybe but the longest. It doesn't matter, though, whether it's at the professional level or the garage yeah. level. If, if the, the personalities don't dovetail. See, I've never had that. And then I was in Spike and the Impalers before that for like a dozen years. And that was already dovetailed. It was already, it was joyous. Yeah. To get to see Spike perform. By the yeah. way, Spike was on stage at this Alan White thing, too. Really? And, and he wasn't scheduled to be. Right. But what happened is the day Spike Edney from Queen flew in. Mm-hmm. And he was sort of running a portion of the set by a group that used to loosely get together and call themselves the White Sox after mm-hmm. Alan White. Right. And they had like six or seven songs and they had like one singer, but some of them were Lennon songs and Spike can sing Lennon like perfect. So uh. Spike Edney, Spike was there for, I can't remember why he was there. But Spike said, uh, Edney came up to him and goes, I want you to sing this song, this song, and this song, and this one. And Spike was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, what am I, what, what's he going to say? Oh, it, was, it was amazing, the stuff I, that came to, together last minute. We had uh, Craig Gass as a uh, guest on the show this week at the radio station. I, and I, it was my job to go get him from the lobby. Uh, and I said... Uh, I'm sorry, sir. We just got a call from a, a guy named Spike O'Neill. He says you're dangerous not to let you in. Ah, okay. <laughs> he laughed for, like for anyone who doesn't know, Craig Gass was an intern on our show, boy, early on, early 90s. Yeah. And then he blew up and became very famous. And he's so grateful. He worked with Howard Stern for a number of years. And, and is again, by the way. Is he still? Is he back with yeah. Stern now? No. Yeah, he is. He's back on the show. I've got I mean, li- not full time. He's, yeah. he's on your coast, but he's doing it via, you know, electronic. I got to listen. I never, um, 
I don't have time to listen to Stern anymore. I, I'm, well, I'm it's on 24 fan. and 7, man. <laughs> I know. It's 24 hours, 7 days a week. If they would just make it more convenient for me. <laughs> hey, on a related note, and yeah. I uh, texted Ed about it, uh, there was a beautiful piece on Mitch Album <clears throat> on CBS Sunday Morning a couple of weeks ago. And I, I kind of was, I, I was aware of Tuesdays with Maury, but I didn't really know his backstory. I just was, uh, it was a beautifully done piece, okay. and I thought it was, you know, well worth checking out. I'll have to send you the... Uh, For viewers box. of the show who do not live in Detroit or actually read books, <laughs> Mitch Album is uh, a show that uh, Ed guests on weekly in Detroit, and it, Mitch is a very famous big... Uh, radio talk show host so and, uh, more big as an author than a, than a talk show host. is he bigger as an author really oh, dude he look look it up Bob. Fresh, google yeah. google him and see the number of copies of just tuesdays with maury that have sold if i and google in the number of countries if i google mitch album's net worth will i feel shriveled and and small <laughs> you just might, Bob. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I, do, he's I don't a, know. He's I'm not your financial to, advisor. Yeah. It's he's good a for tough me. act to follow. He's got yeah, a, a, really a business is. degree, for one thing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> jazz for... piano player? He plays? Yeah, initially oh, no he was a jazz yeah. pianist. He's yeah, quite right. a, uh, a renaissance man. I don't know where he fits it all. I mean, how can you... The, the things that he recalls in the middle of an interview in, in epic detail... It's just incredible at times. And, or people that he, he'll just pull out. Like I was walking down Woodward Avenue practicing my, you know, trying to get uh, the Scottish Scotch talk show host. First, I should get his name, probably. Craig Ferguson. Yeah, you're doing so an impression doing, of him. You know, yeah. I know. I'm working on it. You know, I was doing that in my car as I was driving around back and forth. And that's, uh, Mitch comes on the show the very next day and says, so I'm walking down Woodward with Craig Ferguson, who was in town. And I thought. I, I, I aspire to do these people's voices. He knows them all. He knows when, them personally, When Tuesdays yeah. with Maury came out, his phone rang, and it was Howard Stern on the other side saying how much he enjoyed the book. Oh, that's nice. I should read his new book, then. You should, well, you should read. His, yeah. his, uh, his library is pretty extensive. At this how point. is Craig Ferguson, he said, giving Ed a chance to do the voice he's been working on? <laughs> I'm not that great, you know. I'm thinking, Dah, I'm not. I don't have a show anymore. I used to be talking to a robot anyway. It wasn't really a show. It was something to stick in the middle of the night, you know. Getting there. That's pretty it's darn good. Off. Yeah. I mean, you you could well, you could uh, call me and Frank phone call me, and I would, I would believe. I uh, know. That's because you're an idiot. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, salute and a plug to uh, Mitch Album. Great guy. Smart. Yeah. I used to be smarter. <laughs> okay, I'm not touching that. That's that's napalm right there. No, I, I think it's. I think people should be honest about this. I used to have a quicker mind, a quicker yeah. brain. Yeah. Uh, does anybody else in this room understand? Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yes. See, yes. Zip's telling the truth because he didn't sound like Mickey Mouse. Uh, no, Bob, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> His lone I can voice. relate. <laughs> it's no, very weird. It is weird. The passing of time and age. All of a sudden, you're there, and it's like, how did I get here? Wait a minute. Hold the phone. Slow yeah. this down. You well, know, and crazy. We're, we're in our late sixties, or you know, just about cracking the seven. And, <clears throat> and um, I think it's a good sign if you notice, because 
in its own weird way, it's, it's, it says you're aware. Like, um, you know, if you're driving your car and the tread gets down to almost nothing and you have no idea, you can blow out a tire, uh, crash yes. into the median and kill your whole family. Uh, but if you check the tread once in a while, um, yes. you, you know, you'll drive a little with a little more care and maybe get some new tires. Now, in, a, in our case, we can't get a new brain. But, uh, but like, I definitely notice things where I used to, you know, I used to, without thinking, have a choice of 30 or 40 possible responses. Now my brain goes, sorting. Sorting, sorting, <laughs> and a beach ball shows up in his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> the spinning hourglass effect. Yes, and, yes. I, and I've actually listened to old, and, and it's okay. I'm okay because, you know, at this age, every day is a gift, and um, you know, we're supposed to uh, look. There's no 90 year olds that has still have Tom Brady's ability to pass, and and win a, an NFL game, right? But he might. Even though he doesn't, well, he's not going to make it. To, he's not going to make it to ninety. I guess is my point, and and it's okay um, because what you have, what you, uh, piano teacher once told me this: what you lack in quick thinking, you make up more than make up for in maturity and experience and the ability to pick and choose what's more important. Because when you're younger, yeah. It's all important. yeah. It's all me. It's all you know, ego, and it's all. Um, uh, I'm struggling for a word now. See, sorting. Yeah, sorting. I know what you mean, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you you think you know you're you know precisely what you're gonna say, and, and your your brain just 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 just, yeah. just kind of checks out is what it does. There's one thing I wanted to say about that because I am an obsessive compulsive, you know degree in Google researching uh, person. <laughs> um, none of that crap that they advertise on TV and everywhere else helps your brain. Works. Take that yes. Prevagen and shove it up your ass as a suppository. Yes. It's going to be more useful. <laughs> and please Even if it doesn't help the, there, it's still more useful. Yes. And please read the small print at the bottom of the screen, If you even if you have to use the pause button. Yeah. It basically says it's not approved, actual results may yeah. There's a million disclaimers. Not intended to diagnose or treat any medical condition. It's really only for stupid people who can't read print this small because <laughs> they don't have a magnifying glass. It's a and placebo. And that's exactly who we're targeted yeah. to, yes. It's a placebo. And by the way, Zip, you just nailed why most of this stuff is allowed to exist. You know why? Because the uh, uh, FDA uh, considers placebos. No, 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 no. Because I, and by the way, my scientist friend has an answer for this, and I can't wait to give it to you. It's because the placebo effect is real and measurable. So if, if take Prevagen, for example, if 20 to 25% of people get a benefit from them, even if it wasn't caused by the stupid supplement... Who are we to deny them that benefit that all they needed was a placebo for? We are not not being the classic example of a different paradigm mm -hmm. from your fellow man. So, have any of you guys read at all about the placebo effect and how real it is? Yes. Hmm. Because they always have a test. 
And they always have a control yeah. group. And, and, and like, and for us, it's... Go ahead. Zip. We're deep in the weeds. <laughs> no, no, no. I, yeah, it, it plays a valuable part in those controlled environments. Yes. I mean, otherwise, how, how do you figure out efficacy? Well, and to that point, when I had my migraine uh, issues five, six years ago, and they gave me this newfangled drug, and I knew it was newfangled because it was on the 6 o'clock news. <laughs> and the patent wasn't out for you. Ask your doctor if new, you know, uh, Blomindabab is good for you. And <laughs> Blomindabab. <laughs> I don't remember what it was called, but it always they always end in. That almost sounds incredible. Yeah, they always end in a mab or a bab or a beeb or you know something. They, they try to make them sound like something. Anyway, they they were like, ask your doctor if this is right for you, and um, when they offered me the drug, I was like, I don't know if I should try it or not. It was an injection once a month that was supposed to really help with migraines, and so I actually dug in to all of the research that got this drug approved. And apparently 36% said that it, it helped them compared to the control group with the, the placebo, basically, 23% said it helped them. That's not a big enough margin to deny well, somebody. <laughs> and here's the thing, if 23 to 36, so in my mind... It only helps 13% because the rest of you are morons who'll fall for anything. Then <laughs> <And> don't read. <laughs> right. But from a humanitarian perspective, if you're giving someone something and 36%, more than a third, are going to say, I feel better, why, would, why deny it? And well, they, it's funny you should men mention it because on the show... Um, What's bugging you today was a bit of a segment. I said, what bothers me is supplement companies that are selling people snake oil. Yes. None of that stuff is good for you. My mother called it expensive pee, and she was right. And, and, and then most doctors will agree with that. Yes. And Mitch came out, who is a very learned man, mm -hmm. and he said, yeah, I know you think that it just creates expen expensive pee, but... And he went into a pitch about a new supplement, or, and it was not a paid endorsement. It was just a, a news story. And I thought, wow, they can pull the wool over th this guy's eyes. Well, no, that's they're, not wool. That's no money. That's money they're pulling over his eyes. <laughs> Linen, sorry. You know the old expression, <laughs> it is impossible to get a man to understand something if his job depends on his not understanding it. Yeah, if I don't you're, think it was. If you're getting paid, like I was getting paid to promote all kinds of stuff. I, I actually yes. believed in this stuff. Like I would only do a mattress if I believed in the mattress company and the <laughs> yes. free mattress they gave me then i thought the mattress was fantastic <laughs> um wow i was an a, eight ball in each corner i, I was the spokesperson for um uh, the pitch man, the pitch comcast cable and and at the time was comcast cool. was reinventing television watching with on-demand programs uh you know was, uh, shows that live in the cloud and the, the tv like you'd never seen it before so it was easy for me and then later on in the career, as they were like, you know, becoming the evil empire. By the way, all successful companies eventually become the yes. evil empire in some people's minds, right? Apple, Apple is one good example of that. Microsoft is another. Comcast and the cable TVs, the phone companies. And, uh, and, and I was like, 
Well, some people are complaining about their customer service. But boy, don't they have those great programs on demand that you can get anytime you want. You know what? I was like, <laughs> I know. One time I turned down a client sponsorship. It was this 1-800-Flowers company. I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. And I yeah. actually ordered some of their flowers. And they were like wilted and crappy. And it was, from the ads, it was not at all what I expected. And so the next year when they came around, I said to the salesperson, I'm sorry, I'm, I, I can't do it. And because I had Googled them and there's tons of people complaining about them. And I don't, and I was just like, nah, I'm not going to do it. And they, they had to turn down the business. No, wait a minute. I think Spike wow. did it. I think that actually the okay. Spike took it. Yeah, the, Spike yeah. moved in and picked <laughs> yeah, up I think Slack. He took <laughs> because he I had no crap. <laughs> I, I, I don't actually remember. Neither the body. Hmm. But uh, anyway. And it's a say by Spike O'Neill. We'll be back with more. That's right. Over. Let me ask you a question, Bob. You know, given both of our medical issues over the past year and stuff, and I think I've mentioned this to you. I, I don't know if I've actually talked about it in the podcast. But in attempting to research various aspects of our individual diseases, nine times out of ten on Google, the story pops up that is somehow pharmaceutically uh, sponsored. Yes. And how do you get around that, or how did you get around um, that? Well, you have to scroll down a lot. First off, understand <laughs> that anytime something is free on the Internet, you are the product. So when you're looking for something, you're basically telling Google, one of the largest freaking advertising companies in the history yeah, of mankind, them, yes, yes. you're telling Google, I'm a potential customer. By How saying, fast yes. can your computers that could beat Boris at chess quickly <laughs> figure out how to manipulate and sell me something? So you're, you're, each time you're putting in a search, you're alerting essentially algorithms that have cracked the code of human behavior. Um, you, you're alerting them that you're a potential customer. So you have to expect an onslaught of advertising. And then for the next three or four days... You might get hit with ads wherever you go. Right. No, no, I know yeah. that. And, 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 and in the words of Google, I think they, they explain that away by saying, we want to make sure that the searcher has the most favorable experience when they Helping use... us get rich. They forgot to add that. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> no, That's a win-win. So, win. Yeah. So uh, is it just going in four or five pages deep to find yeah. actual medical, you know, I, I think that, yes, I think that's a lot of it. And, and also, I mean, you basically just got to dig. And in, in other words, you're an archaeologist at this point. It might be, you know, three articles deep. It might be 12 feet deep. You've got to um, put on your critical thinking hat, which they forgot to give you when you went to grade school. <laughs> <laughs> And you've got to basically dig. And then you, you look at everything skeptically. Uh, this happened to me uh, today, in fact. What was I searching for this morning? Oh, I was searching for something. Oh, I know Just what I was searching for. Okay. Something to say. Yeah. No, and this is a useful topic because I would love feedback from uh, listeners on this topic. So I have been with AT&T for my wireless phone since I first got a free AT&T account as a spokesperson on the radio back in, uh, when did we go to KZOK? Around the year 2000. For, so for 20 years, I have been with AT&T mostly because they're one of the two biggest and I don't want to go through the hassle of changing. 
and they have one or two things that I like. You know, generally Verizon and AT&T are considered close to neck and neck. AT&T gave me free HBO for a while. I'm not even sure if they still do that. Uh, but right now, where we're moving to here in Henderson, it's a complete dead zone for AT&T. So <laughs> at my house, if I don't have the Wi-Fi calling on, I don't have any signal. Uh, also, bill creep. My AT&T bill, which I think started out around $90 back yeah. in the day. People don't check. <laughs> the last one was over 300 bucks, and my wife and I have a phone and a couple of iPads, and I have an Apple Watch, but I should be getting a happy ending with that or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, AT &T don't, yeah. don't give them ideas. <laughs> By the way, they'll offer you just about everything else. Anyway, so... So um, I was reading an article. The job without the ending. That's, <laughs> sure. That's right. I was reading the, an article by Bob Lefsetz, uh, who's a entertainment uh, music industry blogger, who's super famous. If you have never read him, um, he's he's brilliant, um, and also a bit of a um, you know curmudgeon. And he got a new. He's on Verizon. He got a new iPhone 14, and it didn't work. <laughs> and he kept and they, you know, they did the whole install and transfer and it wasn't working and so for a day without his, without his phone he suspected it was a Verizon software issue turns out it was if you're a Verizon customer and you just got a new iPhone 14 some of them are bricking oh boy great and, <laughs> and he said he was so mad that he started shopping for T-Mobile and when I read that I was like you know, I haven't looked at T-Mobile in a while, but they're a lot less money. Mm. And even if the signal isn't as good, maybe they, maybe they hit my house where I'm at now. And so I started, I went into T-Mobile, and for two lines, it was like $90, unlimited. Wow. And, but, there, but remember, I'm Googling, mm -hmm. which means I'm the product, <laughs> which means I should be skeptical of whatever my first impressions are because... That is the worm on the hook. Yes. Or in my case, I don't really like worms that much, so we'll call it ice cream. <laughs> Go incognito, Bob. They'll never know who you are. No, that's bullshit. <laughs> so uh, so it, anyway, I started researching it, and, uh, and once they got me on the hook, they started reeling me in. They go, name the things that are important to you, and they give all these things like good, strong Wi-Fi, lots yeah. of hotspots, uh, free Netflix, um, free Wi-Fi on an airplane, and I'm like, I'm checking every one of those bad boys. Yeah. At the end, I didn't click buy because uh. I don't. Well, because I don't know if it works in my neighborhood. But I'm curious enough, like I'm ready to divorce AT&T. We have no prenup. We have, <laughs> no, I mean, I've been there long enough that I, you know, yes. that there's no reason they should be dinging me for 300 bucks a month for two lines. No, I, yeah, so, um, you know, I'm Googling today, how do I find the cell phone carrier that has the best coverage in my zip code. In my area. And to your question, Zip, the first 10 or 12 responses that I saw looked like, here's how to Google which service has the best. <laughs> <laughs> 
and they were all <laughs> paid for sites by T-Mobile, Verizon, AT&T, or... By the way, they seem to know that I'm uh, a senior citizen now. <laughs> there they go. Yes. <laughs> How about the simple reseller for just 20 bucks a month? You'll get to talk to your grandchildren three and a half times, and then you'll run out of extra data. You know? <laughs> yeah. Complete about, coverage. With it's slow. Extra large numbers. Boys. Extra large numbers on the phone. And a panic button. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and a help I've fallen and I can't get alert. Uh, uh, can't up, get up. A life alert comes with that. So, I, so, yeah, it was the same thing. And I had to dig really down deep. And in the end, I got all three individual phone companies, T-Mobile, Verizon, and AT&T. And I got their maps that are specific to your neighborhood and every one of them lied and said i had good <laughs> solid 5g coverage except except what was except what was the, test? the t-mobile one showed me in a little bit of dead zone for 5g but with good 4g lte so i thought to myself self self the two that lied to you lied but the one that said yeah you don't have 5g but we got 4g lte it's been fine for a long time well they 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 lowered my expectations where the other ones were blatantly lying so i thought maybe i should yeah. try t-mobile they're in setting the wisdom spoken of earlier which is that's just that one of the benefits of uh, getting older is your ability to make prudent huh. decisions. Maturity think, and, and judgment stuff. are a little, yeah. little bit better if you could remember your name and how to get home. <laughs> and the wisdom okay. to know the difference. That's right. Difference, yeah. So, all right, it's a slightly shorter podcast this week because we had technical issues, which is why we didn't have Spike for the whole thing. I do want to take this moment to say you can always email us, show at bobandzip.com. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, a thank you again to our Patreons who helped me pay uh, the overhead of keeping this going. Uh, in the meantime, I think I'll yank something out of the comedy annals. You know who I miss hearing? Whom? That comedian. Oh, shoot. What's his name? Rich. The one? No, the one who did uh, Welcome to the Internet. Oh. I'll find it. Oh, that younger guy. The younger comedian who people said they were the worried about him guy. during the pandemic. They're all younger. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> well, fellas, I got some cut green beans waiting for me. Right. <laughs> the steam is sneaking in from the kitchen. It's that time again. I feel a bout of incontinence coming on, fellas. It's, it's nap o'clock, Bob. Okay. Bo Burnham. <laughs> Uh, Bo Burnham is his name with Welcome to the Internet. We, we haven't played that in a long okay. time since the pandemic, I think. All right, cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. Welcome to the Internet. 
have a look around. Anything that brain of yours can think of can be found. We've got mountains of content, some better, some worse. If none of it's of interest to you, you'd be the first. Welcome to the internet, come and take a seat. Would you like to see the news or any famous women's feet? There's no need to panic, this isn't a test. <laughs> Just nod or shake your head and we'll do the rest. Welcome to the internet, what would you prefer? Would you like to fight for civil rights or tweet a racial slur? Be happy, be horny, be bursting with rage. We got a million different ways to engage. Welcome to the internet, put your cares aside. Here's a tip for straining pasta, here's a nine-year-old who died. We got movies and doctors and fantasy sports and a bunch of colored pencil drawings of all the different characters in Harry Potter fucking each other. Welcome to the internet. Hold on to your socks, cause a random guy just kindly sent you photos of his cock. They are grainy and off-putting, he just sent you more. Don't act surprised, you know you like it, you whore. See a man behanded, get offended, see a shrink. Show us pictures of your children, tell us every thought you think. Start a rumor, buy a broomer, send a death threat to a boomer. Or DM a girl and groomer, do a zoomer, find a tumor in your Here's a healthy breakfast option, you should kill your mom. Here's why women never fuck you, here's how you can build a bomb. Which Power Ranger are you? Take this quirky quiz. Obama sent the immigrants to vaccinate your kids. Could I interest you in everything, all of the time? A little bit of everything, all of the time. Apathy's a tragedy and boredom is a crime. Anything and everything, all of the time. Could I interest you in everything, all of the time? A little bit of everything, all of the time. Apathy's a tragedy and boredom is a crime. Anything and everything, all of the time. You know, it wasn't always like this. Not very long ago, just before your time, right before the towers fell, circa 99, this was catalogs, travel blogs, a chat room or two. We set our sights and spent our nights waiting for you, you, insatiable you. Mommy let you use her iPad. You were barely two, and it did all the things we designed it to do. Now look at you, oh, <laughs> look at you, 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 unstoppable, watchable, your time is now, your inside's out, honey, how you grew, and if we stick together, who knows what will was always the plan to put the world in your hand. <laughs> Could I interest
pursuing everything all of the time a bit of everything all of the time apathy is a tragedy and boredom is a crime anything and everything all of the time could i interest you in everything all of the time a little bit of everything all of the time apathy is a tragedy and boredom is a crime anything and everything and anything and everything and everything and all of the time